Hello, everybody, and welcome to Turn to Page 11, Deep in the Jungle of Doom. I just realized that kind of makes it sound like this podcast is coming to you straight from Deep in the Jungle of Doom. Which... Live from the Jungle of Doom, <laughs> it is Goosebumps, featuring Rito and Raps. And Bobby Moynihan. <laughs> <laughs> Musical guest, the ghost of Cher. <laughs> She's still alive, performing a duet with Cher. What are you going to do to Cher? <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. The ghost of Cher just comes back from the future. It's the ghost of okay. Cher's future. The ghost yeah. of Cher's future. All right. Okay. Well, uh, you know... Uh, I was going to say something, something, Ghost of Scare's future can become mm, the Ghost of Scare's present. The Ghost present. of Scare's future lay in this book yes. for us. Oh my God. I will admit, at the end of the last episode, when you said Deep in the Jungle of Doom, I had not yet seen this cover. Yes. And it evoked a completely different image in my mind. Yeah. I... For those of you who haven't possibly seen the cover, who've possibly interacted with this exclusively in an audio medium up until this point, let me give you the same experience I just had. Yeah. You're deep in the jungle of doom, by which I mean you are underwater. There's a seaman coming out of an oasis. It's true. He's got like, he's got some interesting, he's got like dancer posture, you know? He's got- He does! He's got a very curved back. His booty is popped mm -hmm. out. And he's, he looks very light on his ankles. He, he could do a samba like that. Yeah. He looks kind of looks kind of limber. I uh, if you have not seen the picture, he looks limber. I uh, is you know, I'm going to move on from what I was going to say it, next. It's it looks like a kind of capoeira or like I'm about to start breakdancing kind of like stance. Yeah. It's very like Oh, that guy's gonna do something cool! I know it. <laughs> yeah, get, kind of get the camera, get the camera, get the camera. Yeah, 100%. Uh, but how about you do something cool and read <laughs> the uh, beware page? Uh, I'm excited I about the first do. words. I will do, and I will do it as coolly as I can to live up to this. Beware. Do not read this book from beginning to end. Me, Tarzan, you doomed. <laughs> You're on a vacation in South America, all ready for some real jungle action, tigers, quicksand swinging on vines. Then you eat some enchanted fruit and start changing into a hideously scaly monster. Now tigers are the least of your worries. You've got to find a way to get back to normal and fast before your friends leave you behind in the jungle of doom. But first, you'll have to escape a lake full of vicious piranha, or find your way out of an underground cavern, or take your chances with a tribe of headhunters. You're in control of this scary adventure. You decide what will happen, and you decide how terrifying the scares will be. I did not anticipate the monster was you. I didn't. I didn't anticipate that either. It's we, us. It's us with the popped booty and the dancer stance. It's mm -hmm. us. Well, I did forget I spent that entire six-month time in Brazil. I learned a lot of capoeira. I'd, I've been doing a lot of these kinds of things. I didn't recognize myself in that mirror. <laughs> I wouldn't pass the, the monkey test. You know, they, they know themselves it's in mirror games, at least. It's... Before we turn on, however, here yeah. to page one, let me also reinforce that if this is the way you access this podcast, that is to say, if you access this podcast oh on my God. YouTube exclusively, 
You should be looking for that in the future on turn to page on YouTube. You'll find that link in the description down below, possibly in a comment, possibly in a card or a tag at the end of the video, all of these kinds of things. But that is the uh, YouTube account you'll be able to find this podcast on in the future. A hundred percent true. A hundred percent true. Oh my God. I for- <laughs> Thank you. That's why I say, hey, if I forget. Uh, yeah. Reiterate it. If you watch on YouTube, there is going to be potentially only one place on YouTube to watch it. So make sure you find that. If it goes away, it's not gone. You, it's just you're not looking in the right spot anymore. That and it will always be uploaded on, of course, the streaming websites as well. Uh, so make sure to look at look upon those. Beware you will not have podcasts. <laughs> you know. Uh, <laughs> but alas, let us turn to page Juan. All right, junior explorers, I direct your attention to this magnificent specimen of bromeliad acmea. On and on, the guide, Miss Weedle drones. You can't believe you're stuck on a nature study tour. When you saw the brochure for the Junior Explorer Adventure Club at the front desk of your hotel, it looked great. Three days hiking in the jungle with ten other kids your age and an experienced jungle guide, in quotations. How cool! Come on. You begged your parents. We're in South America, and you want me to sit by the pool all day? I can do that at home. Why don't you take me to a foreign country if you don't want to expose me to new things? Now you wish your parents had said no. At least your best friend Zoe is with you on the hike. And even the guide, though the guide is as boring as possible, the jungle is pretty cool. Heavy vines hang crisscross over the trail. Strange and beautiful flowers in deep colors sprout from every side. As you follow behind Zoe, you notice a strange spiky flower with bright blue petals off to the side of the trail. Absent-mindedly, you reach out to touch it. A sudden breeze makes the bright blue petals shiver. The flower screams. You pull your hand back at the last second. Race to page two. The scream continues. Don't touch that flower. It's only Mrs. Weedle. What's wrong? You ask. Is it poisonous? Does it shoot venom or something cool? Of course not. Miss Weedle huffs. That flower is an endangered species. You could have killed it. She turns and marches back to the front of the group. Wow, that was a close one. Zoe says, brushing the bangs away from her eyes. For a second there, I thought something exciting was actually going to happen. Zoe's cool. Way cool. That's one of the reasons she's your best friend. She has a sarcastic remark for every situation, and she's not scared of anything. That's why you know she's just as anxious as you are to break away from the group and do some real exploring. Just a moment ago, through the trees, you saw something else that was definitely worth checking out. There it is again, off to the right, about 20 yards away. Incredible, your heart skips a beat at what you see. Find out what it is on page 37. About 20 yards off to the right, through the crisscrossing branches and leaves of the jungle, you see a bush. A big bush of vines with feet. That's right. Two clawed feet carved in stone are sticking out from under the clinging vines. You figure it could be one of those tribal ruins in the jungle you've read about. You heard that there used to be some pretty dangerous tribes of headhunters in the area. You're dying to find out if they still exist. 
Headhunters shrink people's heads. And they make sacrifices to ancient statues carved in stone. At least that's what you've heard. Miss Weedle would have been would have everyone thinking the most dangerous thing in the jungle was a bee. Or maybe an aphid. They eat endangered plants. Zoe. You call up to her. Look out there. There's something weird about that bush. I think we should check it out. I've got an idea. Zoe says with a gleam in her eye. You've been friends with Zoe for almost your entire life. And you know that when you see a gleam in her eye, it means you're about to get into trouble. Usually the fun kind of trouble, but always big trouble. Find out what kind of trouble on page 64. Should call them head shrinkers, more like. <laughs> well. <laughs> oh, Miss Weedle. Zoe calls out. The group comes to a halt. What was the name of the extremely rare flower you were describing this morning? The one that all the famous scientists are searching for? Which one? Do you mean the Amrilius Carrot Lucas? Is it that one with the weird twisting orange petals and blue stem? Zoe asks innocently. Yes, indeed, Mrs. Weedle answers. She starts to wring her fingers excitedly. What about the Carrot Lucas? I saw it, Zoe nearly shouts. I, I really did. Where? Where? Mrs. Weedle does a happy little jump. I think it was over there, Zoe says, pointing back down the path. Or maybe it was that way, she says, pointing to the left of the group. We should split up and search for it, you suggest. All the kids start talking at once. Now's your chance to sneak away. Quick sneak to page 42. You and Zoe dash off the path into the jungle. You hear Mrs. Weedle yelling behind you. Quiet! You can picture her red-faced and out of breath. All the noise settles down and Mrs. Weedle starts talking again. You stay very still and listen from your hiding place behind a big tree. We've got two good hours of hiking left to go before the campground for tonight. That gives us three hours to find that Keratilogus. Now, everyone, follow me. It worked. They're looking for that flower, and as long as you hook back up with them again later before three o'clock, they may never know you're gone. Zoe, did you really see the Keratiloka whatever? <laughs> no way, she says, grinning from ear to ear. But now we get to explore. You make your way through the dense leaves and vines towards the stone feet that caught your eye before. Here it is, Zoe! You shout. There must be a statue underneath these vines. You both get a good grip on the creeping vines and yank them back. Your blood runs cold at what you see. Rush to page 47. The creeping vines fall to either side of the statue. A hideous gargoyle carved out of gleaming white stone grins at you. It has crazy bulging eyes and long sharp teeth. It looks like some kind of a mutant cat creature. That's really creepy, Zoe says. It gives me the shivers just looking at it. Then you hear something else. It sounds like a low, deep growl. It sounds like it's coming from the statue. You feel a hot blast of stale-smelling air on your face, and that's when you notice bits and pieces of plaster falling away from the statue. What's going on, you think? You shake your head and blink your eyes, but it doesn't help. 
The great stone beast lifts off one of its clawed forepaws and slices at some vines still clumped around it. They fall in pieces to the ground. Run! Zoe screams, grabbing at you, but which way? There's two paths leading away from where you are. Down the path to the left, you see a small pool and a waterfall. Maybe you could swim away from the beast. To the right, you see a clearing with heavy sticks and rocks. Fight the beast with sticks and stones. Run to page 11. Try your luck with the water rush to page 68. Uh, I... I feel like 11 is going to be such a quick death. Words words may have harmed it, but the sticks and stones didn't. You die. Something yeah. just... Yeah. I, I, we've got to go for the water, right? We're deep it's in also, the jungle. Yeah. It's also like the cover gives me that picture of the water with the waterfall, small pool with waterfall. So let's go turn into a fisherman over there. Mm-hmm. You race towards the waterfall. Maybe you can lose the giant gargoyle that way. The stone beast chasing you kind of looks like a cat, you think, and cats hate water, right? Down the path, a small pool of water surrounded by lush tropical plants and flowers. From 50 feet above, a river cascades down into the pool, sending up a thick mist. Jump into the water! Zoe shouts. She does a perfect flip into cannonball from the mossy bank. You glance around. The stone beast appears on the path behind you. Its hideous jaws snap wildly at the air. Its thick stone leg muscles are bunched up, ready to pounce. Through page 51. You stare into the crazy bulging eyes of the stone creature. Looks a little like a Chinese parade dragon, you think. It's baring its teeth at you in a hideous grin. You've got to make your move. Since the beast is made of stone, you it probably can't swim. There's only one catch. Neither can you. Desperately, you cast your eyes around on the ground next to you. There's a big stick. You definitely need something if you're going to fight off that gargoyle. Then again, maybe the stick would help you float if you jumped into the water. You pick it up. The gargoyle swishes its tail angrily and licks its chops with its huge gravel-coated tongue. What's it going to be? Risk drowning or take your chances with the beast? Best make the move before it pounces. Fight with the stick. <laughs> Page 112. Jump into the water with the stick. Page 78. Uh, how big is the I'm stick? I'm almost surprised that fighting those stone beasts with a stick is not just go to page 11, the same page that was the previous attempt to fight yeah, it. Yeah, that's uh, true. I I think we jump into the water. I mean, in this instance, like I would jump into the What What's a stick going to do against stone? I don't know. Break no bones, that's for sure. I... I'm, I'm good with 78. I, I think Let's that's go. what I would do, too. I can swim, though, so this would be easier choice for me. But, mm. <laughs> hey. Uh, Same. Yeah. Well, unrealistic book. Just as well, the gargoyle... That, that is one thing that struck me momentarily. Which is like, a lot of these books kind of, like, have more Americana, and uh, there was a moment of uh, unbelievability in my soul of, like, do, do people not know how to swim? But then I realize I live on an island nation and everyone's taught to swim very, very quickly early on. And maybe that's not the case everywhere. I mean, it's pretty common. I would say mo like I would say on average, I would assume people know how to swim here, but I don't know across the globe. I don't I don't know that that's the case. I don't know. Uh, very fair. Either way. Just as the gargoyle passes at you, you do a clumsy backward dive off the bank into the water. You plunge down to the deep pool, gripping the heavy stick with both hands. It seems as if you're underwater for too long, but then your face and arms break the surface and you can breathe again. The stick floats. Thank goodness. You made it. Zoe cheers. <laughs> yeah. 
You cry in triumph, gasping for air. The water is icy cold. It's like taking a bath in an ice cube tray. Look, Zoe says breathlessly. She points to the shore. The stone beast is prowling back and forth on the bank. Looks angry. It won't come near the water, Zoe declares. Excellent, you say, shivering. But what do we do now? If we stay here much longer, I think I'll freeze to death. I'm already starting to lose feeling in my toes. Zoe doesn't say anything. Her teeth are chattering too hard. You feel your feet beginning to grow numb from the freezing water. Are you destined to become two human ice cubes? Or you'll be torn apart by a big walking rock. Dog paddle over to page six to find out if you have any hope. I do like the idea that the the uh, the cat or the uh, stone beast on the bank here is just gonna guard if we get out of the pool. So we just have to stay in until we freeze. Yeah. Or yes. Die. No. <sighs> the gargoyle growls at you from the shore and slashes one of its razor sharp claws through the air. Meanwhile, you're starting to lose feeling above your knees. Now you never knew water could be this cold. Things are looking grim. Let's be calm about this, you say. There must be something we can do. Yeah, right. Zoe moans, rolling her eyes. Why don't we just swim right up the waterfall? <laughs> Very funny. You retort. Sometimes Zoe's sarcasm isn't so cool. <laughs> but you stare at the waterfall anyway. The water pounds down from the jagged cliffs above. Sunlight turns the falling streams of water many deep shades of blue and green. But that's not what you're looking at. There's something else. You think you can make out the outline of something behind the waterfall. It's a collectible. Something mm -hmm. big, something dark. Is it another stone beast? Hurry to page 31 to find out. Nope, it's not another stone beast you see behind the waterfall. Page over <laughs> It's a mouth of a cave. We might not be able to go up the waterfall, you say to Zoe. But maybe we can go through it? Come here and look. Clutching your floating stick, you paddle over towards the pounding falls and mist. Zoe follows you. Cool! Zoe shouts. There's a cave behind the falls. Maybe we can crawl through and find a way out of this mess. You take a deep breath and dive down, stick and all, under the tremendous spray created by the waterfall. The water pushes you down. For a moment, your eyes and ears fill with the pounding foam. When you come up again, you are behind the sheet of water in the mouth of a cave. The sunlight shines through the mist, creating tiny rainbows in the air. It's pretty, look, pretty to look at the pool through the waterfall. The cave behind you isn't nearly so pretty. Dark, jagged rocks cut out from its black mouth. A warm, moist wind blows against your face. Then you feel something slimy brush against your leg underwater. What was that, you think? But before you can think again, it grabs your foot and pulls you under. Quick splash over to page 125. The icy water fills your... What? Wait. <laughs> I... The icy water fills your eyes, ears, yeah. and mouth. <laughs> yeah. I don't love, I do not like the sentence that water fills your eyes. <laughs> I don't like that at all. That doesn't feel all right to me. eyes will later evaporate on like page 200 something. Yeah, that's interesting. Okay. 
You gulp for air only to swallow water, cough, and sputter. You thrash your arms, but it feels as if you're sinking. In your panic, you let go of your stick. In your panic, you let go of your stick. Your lungs begin to ache. You open your eyes and try to see what's pulled you under, but it's no good. All you can see is the blurry blue of water. Water! Water everywhere! With one last burst of strength, you shake off the thing that has you by the foot. Gasping for air, you reach to the surface. You look back in terror and see... Zoe! She's red-faced and giggling! Zoe! You shout. You know I can't swim! Sorry. <laughs> she laughs. Criminally treading water. You just look so scared staring into the cave like that. I just couldn't resist attempted murder. <laughs> I'm not scared. You protest. <laughs> I was just wondering if we'd be able to find a way out. It's so dark in there. Just wondering, huh? Zoe teases. Want me to go first? If you want Zoe to lead, follow on to page 52. If you want to go first, proceed to page 83. In the we past, can't go first, because as soon as we turn her, our back on her, she is just going to give us a wedgie and kick us. That's like, what I was <laughs> going to say. I trust her more in front of us than behind us, for sure. But uh, also, sometimes the books are, are like, oh, you want to be a baby, huh? Well, maybe you mm. want his diapers, go home. Come back to this book when you can handle it. I, it would be hilarious if the, the that was an immediate response to, I want Zoe to lead. Huh? You want someone else to lead instead <laughs> of yourself? Go back to the want to make the correct choice. Like, yeah. Well, we'll I see. think this one could be good. I No, I think so, too. For what is, I think so, too. Let's go with 52. Let's do it. Otherwise, she'll just pull her leg again. Do another a little old attempty murder. Uh, pull the other one. You know there's no going back. Not with that gargoyle creature outside. The cave is your only hope. You live here now. But still, it's so dark and spooky in there. You go in first, Zoe. You say as you pull yourself out onto the rocks. You gesture towards the creepy cave with one hand. If you're so brave, then you just go right on ahead. <laughs> okay, scaredy cat, follow me. She says as she steps into the mouth of the cave. You stay right behind her. You are both dripping wet and shivering, but a warm breeze is blowing through the cave, and it dries you as you go. Your eyes adjust to the darkness filled with water. <laughs> Jagged rocks line the walls of the cave. You move slowly through the dark. Zoe tells you when there's a boulder or a ditch, you walk for what feels like an eternity. Then you see something totally unexpected. Light. Look! You shout to Zoe. That must be the way out. Scramble to page 88. Zoe speeds over the rocks towards the bright light. You hurry to keep up. You can't wait to get out of this cave and meet up with your group. Even Mrs. Weedle is sounding pretty good to you right about now. But when you glance up, you see that you have stumbled into some sort of large underground chamber. The light you saw was not from the sun. It was torchlight cast by hundreds of blazing torches that decorate the room you now stand in. Whoa, Zoe murmurs. What is this place? The cavern is so tall that you can't even see the ceiling, but the floor is covered in soft carpets. At the end of the room, a small pyramid rises. Oh, not again. <laughs> it looks just like the basement of the pyramid building in Seattle. <laughs> Actually, it looks just like the ones we studied in ancient history class. You whisper, pointing to the pyramid. Yeah, but this 
isn't history. This is now. Check out that throne. Zoe says in amazement. At the top of the pyramid is a golden throne draped in what appears to be tiger skins. Zoe walks over to it, gaping at the splendid throne, but you're starting to feel nervous. Somebody lit all these torches, and you're not so sure you want to be around when they get back. Too late. Uh-oh. Zoe whispers. Somebody's coming. Who is it? Clue in on page 63. From every corner of the room, from each crevice, dark forms step out of the shadows. They move in, circling you. Some of them are shorter than you, some taller. And as they step into the torchlight, you realize with a chill that pierces you to the bone, there's something very unhuman about them. The first thing you notice is their bizarre heads. They look like hideous puffballs. They're perfectly round and covered in slimy white fuzz like moss. Their eyes are big gelatinous blobs, glossy and white. You're almost too grossed out by their heads to notice, but their bodies are with, covered with heavy gray rock-like scales instead of skin. As if someone dipped them in glue and rolled them in a gravel pit. What are they? Some forgotten race of cave people with big blobby eyes to help them see in the dark? Maybe that's what happens to you if you spend too much time underground, you think. They're moving in on you and Zoe. Your knees are starting to feel shaky. Arms spaghetti as they draw near. Are they friends or enemies? Rust to page 91. So, I, puff, they're, wait, their heads look like puffballs yeah. that are perfectly round, covered in and slimy covered... white fuzz. Slimy, slimy white fuzz. fuzz. So it's just the head. I think I have the same problem. It's just the head that's covered in the slimy white fuzz. Yes. The body, however, has this chitinous uh, rock material. Exactly. <clears throat> Interesting. I, I'm having a, a whale of a time picturing this, but let's find out if they're friend or foe. What do these bizarre cave people, cave people, want from you? You wonder as they come closer and closer. Look up there! Zoe yells. She points to the pyramid. All of the creatures fall to their knees suddenly. A huge figure appears on the throne at the top of the pyramid. He must be ten feet tall. His face is covered with strange slimy moss like the others, but it is gold-colored, not white. Huge horns stick out of each side of his big spongy head. He wears a robe of animal skins. Greeting! He booms. He speaks in English! The cave creatures... That's in the book, to be clear. I said that in a way that sometimes I say fake things. That was in the book. The cave creatures draw towards you. Maybe they just want to say hello like they're king. Then again, why are they surrounding you if they're friendly? In a flash, you scan the cavern for an escape route. They're all around you. But off to your left, there seems to be a gap. If you make a break for it now, you just might get away from them. Or you could stay and hear what the big king has to say but who knows he could be nice possibly it's your choice make a run for it race to 131 to hear the king out 107 what do you think oh. i really i i think we will maybe die to them but i am so curious about the lore of these creatures that i want to hear yep. the king out regardless it, of if it, it does kill us okay good it's like i'm i'm happy to risk almost certain death 
yeah. the possibility that they are all just friendly and in fact just curious to see a, a new thing in the cabin. Yeah. I I like them. And also I just need I need more physical descriptors. I need to fill out this picture in my head. So, mm-hmm. 107. You decide to hear what the king has to say. Maybe the king will show us a way out. He whispered to Zoe. Humans! His voice booms through the cavern. Come forward. Two of the rock people grab you, one in each arm. Their hands are covered in stone chips. The stones dig into your skin. Ow! You exclaim. Let us go! Zoe cries. The rock people drag you both up to the top of the pyramid. They throw you down at the king's feet. Maybe you should have run when you had the chance. Turn to page 135. The king of the cave people peers down at you. All the features on his face are covered by soft golden fuzz. The thick horns stick out from the sides of his enormous round puffball head. All right, I'm still in the same spot. (laughs) He is so tall that you're getting a cramp in your neck from looking up at him. We live in this mountain. It is our home. You have trespassed here. He says as he lowers himself majestically to his throne. Zoe interrupts him. Excuse me, uh, (laughs) Mr. King, sir. I mean, your highness, or I mean, whatever your name is. Her face is turning red. Yes, what is it, human? He asks impatiently. We're very sorry to have bursted into your home like this. We know we shouldn't be here. Zoe says, brushing her brown bangs out of her eyes like she always does when she gets nervous. <laughs> if you'd uh, g- just kindly show us the way back out, we'll gladly... <laughs> Very funny, bellows the king. All the cave creatures start snorting and chuckling. <laughs> Silence! The king bellows, cutting his subjects off. He leans forward and grabs Zoe by the arm. Find out what happens next on page 116. Oh. (gasps) The king gazes into Zoe's face and bellows. If you want us to show you the way out, you're going to have to earn it. He lets go of her and she tumbles back to the ground next to you. I shall set you a task. If you can accomplish it in a certain amount of time, I will let you go free. If you cannot. We're going to just, like, do laundry, like, pick up dry cleaning, a couple groceries. That's mm-hmm. Just a couple errands. Just things that he hasn't been able to get around yeah, to do recently, like, you know? Yeah, like, it's been a tough week. It's Please, just a couple things. Just, to, just so that I feel like I can start working on the rest of my list. It's just too big, right? <laughs> it's too big right now that I just don't feel like starting. So just, just a couple, mm-hmm. please. Uh, the king uh, shakes. The relatable king. Yes, the relatable. Oh, we love a relatable king. Uh, <laughs> the king shakes his horned head sadly. Your Majesty, what'll happen to us if we can't do it? You ask bravely. I will keep you here as my slaves forever! He roars. All the stone people (laughs) snort and giggle as if their king just told the best joke ever. The king claps his stony hands three times. Bring forth the timepiece. 
What? He commands. Turn forward to page 120. They just put a big sundial on your chest. Flavor Flav style, but oh, old school. Oh, I like it. I like it. I like it. Four servants hurry up the steps of the pyramid with a huge golden cage. Within the cage is an enormous hourglass. They place the timepiece in front of the king. The king points a stony finger at you and Zoe. You must bring me three pieces of gold from inside this mountain. His voice echoes through the cavern. You have one palooka to find the gold. <laughs> one what? Zoe asks. One palooka. The king answers. It's our unit of time measurement here in the mountain. Uh, pardon me, sir? You interject. But do you know what happens that... Sorry, do you know what that breaks down to in human time? Like hours and minutes, maybe? You tap on your watch to show him what you're talking about. I don't know. The king snaps. Here, take my pocket timepiece. He hands you a beautiful little hourglass in a silver box. It's so small that it fits right in your hand. It was a gift from my mother. What? The king says, bowing his head. If you lose it, I will boil you in lava. He doesn't look like he's joking either. On the count of three, we will flip the timepieces together. One, two. Quick turn to page three. I love this guy. Me too. Like, the, the fact, I don't know. The fact, that was a gift from my mother. Here you go. I will trust it to you. Three gold pieces. I'll be good. Everything will be fine. I like him. He's got, he's got spunk. Yeah. He's, he, he, he is uh, constantly flitting back and forth between attempting to propose the role of a king as well as actually trying to do kind of like the, the, the honor befitting of one. And I kind of like that, that little oscillation he's dealing with. Here. It's true. And like the little, a little bit of vulnerable opening up about the gift from his mother and entrusting it with hmm. him. I don't know. I like it. Clue. I got that locked away in my old yeah. brain box lock, just in lock case. Lock it in there. Quick. We only have one palooka. Let's go to page three. Three. Oh, it was page three. I see. The king claps his hand three times and the servants flip the timepiece over. You do the same thing with the miniature timepiece in your hand. The sand pours through the glass. You tuck the baby hourglass into your shirt pocket and it fits perfectly. You have one palooka. Now bring me three pieces of gold. The king bellows. You glance around the chamber. There are tunnels everywhere. Come on. You shouted, Zoe. Let's go! The two of you head for the biggest tunnel leaning away from the chamber. You have one palooka to find the gold. Just how long is a palooka anyways, you wonder? Flip to page 58 to start your quest! Ooh! <gasps> you and Zoe race down the big tunnel. Where are we gonna find gold? You wonder aloud to Zoe. I don't know, Zoe replies. It's not like your average scavenger hunt. Gold's pretty hard to come by. The tunnel is wide and well lit by lanterns that hang from the walls about every five feet. Smaller tunnels branch off to the sides of the main tunnel. Quick, let's take this one. 
Zoe chooses. She's pointing to a tunnel that curves downward. There might be some gold deeper down to the center of the earth. Above you, you see a tunnel that goes straight up. There's a ladder cut into the stone. Want to take the tunnel that goes down, 14. Ladder above you, 98 instead. I, I mean. So here's the two contrasting yeah. uh, pieces of information. One, yeah, you're looking for the right minerals. You want to go to certain layers below the earth. You know, about what's like between 50 and 60 below the earth is where you're going to find the largest concentration of gold. Um, yeah. You know, obviously in the first chunk. Exactly. Uh, but. The contrast against that is that the uh, the cave folk who seem to love gold would probably have found that. And maybe they wouldn't have found gold that is nearer to the surface, which they uh, appear to be taking refuge from. Maybe they can't go in the sun, and that's the reason they're taking a uh, dwelling down here. Could In be. which case, service? I don't know. I'm happy with either. This is 50-50 for me. I'm, I'm fine with go, uh, going up because I will add another piece of datum, and that is the foreshadowing oh. of him saying not to drop the hourglass into lava, which we are certainly more mm. likely to find deeper in the earth. Mm-hmm. I a would, good point I well assume. made. So I, I feel like there's a little bit of datum saying go up, silly. But I think it's... I, I also, I I'll, really you know cares. what? I'll add another one in here. So tunnel is wide. Well, it lanterns hang on the walls from every five feet, right? Smaller tunnels branch off to the side of the main tunnel. So what we're looking here, uh, if they're going from this level, is strip mining, because this is one large main path, right? And then we're taking strips off of it. So we would assume that these have already been mined. That said, we're also in an <laughs> underground uh, mine shaft, so surely all of it has already been explored in some way, but that might be one reason to go with above instead. It's it's true. I, I'm going for above, and I also think Do that it. we are probably looking too far into what is probably a 50-50. <laughs> what we are supposed to take these books I am aware. slightly too seriously. It's true. But there's a little bit more than slightly. No, I I, I think we're doing it. A... <laughs> I'm going to start doing some calculus about, yeah. the, <laughs> about the phase shifts in these different rocks. That's right. We're going across every different scientific study at yeah. the same period of time. Zoe! You call. Let's take this one that goes up. It might even lead to the surface. Yeah. She agrees. Then we could just go back to the junior explorers and forget about this whole thing. That'd be great. You say? Here, I'll lease you up. Once Zoe's up on the ladder, you scramble up on some loose rocks. Up the ladder, you climb and climb and climb. The tunnel gets brighter as you climb. You're almost back to the jungle. Soon as you smell the flowers, soon as you can, soon you can smell the flowers. You even hear the tropical birds singing to each other. We're almost out. Zoe announces. Wow. You add? I can't believe it was so easy. But then you remember something awful. Zoe. You whisper gravely. We have to go back. Oh. To the island. We have to go we back, to go Kate! Back. We have to go back! Kate. Oh no, tell Zoe why. Wait, wait, have you clicked already? Absolutely. What is it? Why do you have to go back? Oh. Shoot. I was going to try and guess. I don't know. Oh. Oh, oh. Zoe asks, 
She stops climbing and glances down at you over her shoulder. We're almost free. I still have the king's timepiece. You moan. I can't steal it. It wouldn't be right. It's his mother's. Listen, Zoe says impatiently. Just set it down over there. He'll find it sooner or later. She points at a big rock sticking out of the side of the tunnel. The rock is flat on top like a shelf. It looks as if a timepiece would fit right on the rock. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this, this rock looks like a timepiece might fit on it. That, that, that is an interaction clue that you get in a point-and-click adventure it's game. It's true. Anyway. Zoe continues, checking her big watch. The rest of our group will be hiking out here at about 3 o'clock, and it's 2.25. We've only got about half an hour before they leave. I feel bad. You moan. He said it meant a lot to him. I should go set it down in the tunnel or something. That king was so mean to us. I can't believe you feel sorry for him. If it were me. Zoe says. I'd keep the hourglass and sell it for a lot of money. Time's a-wasting. What are you going to do? If you rest on the shelf, go to page 128. If you keep it, go to page 9. Here's my concern. Keep it implies we're going to sell it. I don't want to do that. I don't know if we're necessarily going to sell it. I... But I think it's trying to imply that that might be a selfish option that we're taking if we agree with Zoe rather than... Like, I think this is a tool that we may need in the future. A handy tool that may so be required. I think so, too. I would like to... I'd like to put it in the inventory and hope and just let it be known that I don't want to sell it. But just mm. in the atmosphere. Just letting that nut be known. Let's, I don't want to sell let's, it. Let's put a little sticker on the side of it. it says not for individual sale. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty much. Uh all right, page nine then. Zoe's right. What do you owe that nasty no? What do you owe that nice cave king, anyways? He tried to make you slaves. Forget I even brought it up. You mumble. You slip the timepiece back into your pocket and keep on climbing. A few more feet up the stone ladder, you and Zoe reach the surface. How sweet the fresh air smells. You hope you never see another cave in your life. Together, you and Zoe find your way back to the Junior Explorers. They're not too hard to find. They make so much noise, talking and shouting. Miss Weedle is upset because no one found the rare flower, but it seems like the other kids had fun. You keep the timepiece hidden during the rest of the day until after dinner, when you inspect it by the light of your lantern. Should I keep it or sell it, you ask yourself. You hold the pretty hourglass up to the soft lantern light. That's when you hear the sound of hands fumbling to open the flaps of your tent. Zoe? You call. Is that you? No. Comes a gruff whisper. You recognize the voice. It's the king of the cave people. The king opens the tent flaps and sticks his head in. He sneers at you. Your heartbeat quickens as you stare at the slimy, mossy face of the king. How did he find you, you wonder? What is he going to do? The hourglass in your hands feels like it's made of ice. You try and hide it behind your back. Behind your back, but the king sees it. Give me my timepiece. He commands. Shaking from head to foot, you pass him the beautiful little hourglass. With a flash, the king tosses a handful of powder on you and vanishes. 
<laughs> Coughing. You wave your hand in the air. You're choking on gritty dust, choking and shivering. It's getting cold, very cold, dead cold. Maybe it's because the king scared you so much, or maybe it's because the chilly jungle breezes in your tent. Or maybe it's because you're turning to stone. You'll be famous when you find your stony body in the morning. When they find your stony body in the morning, because you'll be a regular rock star. The end. Okay. I mean, we become immortalized and live forever in fairy tale and legend, as well as possibly a museum. I mean, that's good end. While I will agree that this is a good end of a kind, I almost want to go back to going down to continue the king quest line rather than abandon the timepiece in a different area. So like two decisions back rather than one decision back. But I'm, I'm happy to do either. So you want to take the tunnel down? Yeah, because the last okay. two uh, branching decisions we made were uh, whether or not we left the timepiece or kept the timepiece. Yeah. Uh, and then before that, whether or not we went up or went down. That'd be page shots. 14. And I think, yes. Are you just, just that's, that's, that holds some interest for you as well, I hope? Absolutely. I don't want to, I don't dare, I just don't want him to be sad. <laughs> I need to know what a palooka is. It's I just the curiosity know. will overwhelm me. Yeah. I'll see you in one palooka. Page 14. Let's take the tunnel that goes down. You say. You pull the timepiece out of your pocket to check it. Uh, hurry! We've only got two-thirds of a palooka left! <laughs> Wait. <laughs> I, I am going to perform this as written. Okay. Even if we do get the golden time, do you think we'll still make it back to the group before they take off? I'm a new character called Liz. Liz asks, glancing at her clunky watch. What? It's already 2.30. We only have half an hour left. <laughs> Thanks, Liz. Let's worry about the gold first. <laughs> we get out of this mess. We'll meet up with Ms. Weedle somehow. Anyway, you should go now, Liz. Leave us, me and Zoe, here to explore the tunnel. <laughs> you remark. You follow Zoe down the narrow tunnel. This one is not as well lit as the one that uh, Liz went down. There is only one lantern every 20 feet, even though Zoe is right in front of you. Sometimes you bump into her because you can't see her. Ouch! Zoe complains. Walk further behind me. You don't have to walk on my heels. Sorry. You answer. I'll hang back a little. The tunnel twists and turns. Zoe gets so far ahead of you that you feel as if you're alone. Your sneakers crunch on the loose rocks on the floor of the path. The sound echoes down the passageway. You can hear your heart beating. Bumple. Bumple. Flip to page 33. You stumble along the darkly lit tunnel, listening to your heartbeat. How you find three pieces of gold when it's so dark you can hardly see your hand in front of your face. Bump, 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 bump. Your heartbeat makes the only sound. I don't even hear Zoe's footsteps anymore, you think to yourself, as you tramp through the passageway. That's when the tunnel ends. That's right. You walk smack into a rounded stone wall. You're in a small cave. Huge boulders block the path forward. It's a dead end. Where'd Zoe go? She was right in front of you. Your heart speeds up. Bum, 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 bum. Where is she? Look for her on page 104. Where could Zoe have gone? 
Where'd Liz go? The tunnel is a dead end. There's no way out, and you were right behind them. Zoe! You call? Zoe, where are you? Where are, where you? are you? Oh, I see. Your voice echoes back. That's when you notice the tip of a shoe sticking out from behind a boulder over to the left. It's a green shoe. The tip of it curves upward like an elf's shoe. Who's there? You demand. Turn to page 26 quick. Liz? <laughs> Liz's famous curved green shoes? You can't see around the boulder to see who it is that's wearing the weird little shoe, but you're sure that whoever it it is had something to do with the disappearance of your friend. Who's there? You repeat. Just me, your friendly neighborhood troll. A tiny man steps out from behind the rock. He carries a bright lantern that casts a flood of light in the tiny chamber. The troll is wearing a cute little mountain climber's outfit, complete with lederhosen and striped white and green stockings. A white beard covers his wrinkled face. He looks like he could be a tiny clown, but has an evil expression on his face. Unlike many clowns, his mouth is set in a hard line and his eyes you realize with shock are red where's my friend uh where's my you ask the troll well that's no way to greet someone the fellow snaps he walks over to you he comes up to your waist what my name's Cronby. what's yours <laughs> he extends his hand up to you he leans towards you with his hand out scowling there's something wicked in those red eyes. Do you shake his hand, or do you avoid the handshake? Oh, my. Cronby. He's got a cute outfit. I mean, this is just like, this, it said multiple times, there's something weird about this son of a gun. He looks evil. Mm -hmm. Do you shake his, his hand? red. It's like. Sit in a hard line. Really, everything is saying, don't trust this creature. And that makes me be like, that's a little too obvious. Exactly. Although, like, some part of me thinks, like, if you shake his hand, maybe you get teleported away. Because, like, Zoe going ahead bravely would have shaken the hand of this character. Although we would have heard them introduce themselves. You know what? We're not supposed to go to that level. Let's just shake the hand of this kindly little cute little mountain climber outfit troll. Great. Let's... Go ahead on page 29. You don't want to be rude, so you lean down to shake his hand. As you're shaking his hand, the troll gazes into your eyes and smiles a slow, menacing smile. It's probably good. It's probably fine. Why, those eyes aren't so bad after all, you think to yourself. I can see my reflection in them, and there's something else. You gaze deeper into the troll's twirling red eyes. There's your mom and your dad. There's your house. What are they doing in there? Your eyes twist you around. You feel dizzy. The rocks of the cave are spinning, yet you search deeper into his eyes. Your mom and dad are crying. They're crying over someone. You look deeper, deeper, deeper into the red eyes. They're crying over you because they'll never see you again. Well, you've been gazing here deeper and deeper into the tiny man's eyes. He's been hypnotizing you. He's made you his slave for the rest of your life. Too bad you couldn't resist the handshake because now you'll never be able to resist anything the troll tells you to do anything the end well the end here i thought i was making friends with someone who might be able to give us a little bit of information about the goal but no we just walked into uh 
a trap that was clearly labeled. Yeah, that's just don't press the button. I mean, they wouldn't. I put, press the button. That's just too obvious, though. <laughs> I, I slam on the button ten times. It's just I, I. Some of the books are like, why would you? Why would you pick the obvious thing? And then some of the books are like, pick the obvious thing. It's it's, it's always so tricky to balance that thought process. I'm like, mm -hmm. is this? Thankfully, we've already got our like zero death run, so we we don't have That's to be perfect from here on out. We can just enjoy that. Uh, this this goblin man, this little gnome dude, this troll guy, absolutely did exactly what it said on the pin. Yep, he was evil, and his eyes were the focus of that evil. Don't know what I expected. Dead dove dot jpeg. Exactly. Which is the um? 81. Which is the encounter with this eighty one? Thank you much, Lee. Cronby. It's me, Cronby. Nice to meet you, Cronby. You say to the troll, burying your hands in your pockets. Have you seen my friend Zoe? The troll wrinkles up his brow as if he's thinking very hard. Hmm. Is she about this tall? He says, holding up a hand to exactly Zoe's height. With freckles in her face, not very good manners. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that sounds like her. Mm, yes, Cronby says, sticking his hands in his pockets and intimid in imitating you. I saw the way which she went. Uh, where is she? You demand. The troll sits down on top of a small rock and crosses his legs. Hmm. I'll tell you where she went if you tell me what you're doing down here. It's not often we see human kids down here. He says with curiosity. To make a long story short, you explain. We were chased inside the waterfall, and now we have to find three gold pieces for the king, or we'll be turned into slaves. Ooh, you must be scared. He whispers. No, <laughs> I'm not scared at all. You say with confidence. Hmm, not scared at all, eh? Cronby says, his eyes red glimmering. Wait, red eyes glimmering? Well, you're in luck. Look what I have here. Flip to page 71 to see what he's got. Oh. In Cronby's tiny fist are two little nuggets of shimmering gold. Wow. If you could get them from the troll, you'd be more than halfway home. I'll play you for the gold. Cronby bargains. Play what? Well, since you're not scared of anything, I ask you a question about something oh my really scary. Mm -hmm. If you get the question right, you get the gold, and I'll show you where your friend is. Something really scary, eh? Something that perhaps uh, will give you goosebumps. Perchance. I feel like it might be a... It might be another self-referential moment. We'll see. He's so he does know about Zoe. And what if I get the question wrong? You ask. Well, then I get to keep the gold and your friend. The troll has an evil glint to his eye. You see, I like to eat human beings. <laughs> They're so chilly. If you lose, you'll have to help me carry Zoe to my kitchen. She's far too heavy for me to carry by myself. I... <laughs> He just, he just said the thing. He said the quiet part out loud. Just like, yeah, I like to eat human beings because they're chewy. 
I like to eat human I... beings. Help me eat your friend. Help me eat your human I... being friend. I I love the 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 setup for it being you see. Like, oh, you'll understand as long as I explain yes. this to you. They're chewy. That's <laughs> obvious. Sorry. <laughs> I didn't Hum consider that they might be chewy. Humans like chewy texture, yes. Uh, perchance, like a chewing gum, something like that. People love mm. to eat that. He giggles in anticipation. No way! You shout. You'd never bet on your best friend's life. But I'm afraid you have no choice. The troll whispers. How will you save her? You don't even know where she is. <laughs> Cronby throws his head back and laughs. The troll is right. You must play. Go to page 15 to decide your fate at Zoe's. <sighs> Cronby says, leaning up against the boulder. Let me think. Don't think for too long. You tell him. Pulling the hourglass out of your pocket. I've only got a third of a palooka left. <laughs> How many times okay. have I said that? If you're so brave, the troll says, then you must read lots of scary books. Have you ever heard of R.L. Stein and the Turn to Page podcast? <laughs> Turn to Page cast on Twitter. Oh. Of course! You shout. Your voice echoes down the hallway. You're a goosebumps expert so obviously you have shared the turn to page podcast with all of your friends you're gonna ace this question in the book revenge of the lawn gnomes a vicious animal scares the lawn gnomes away is it a bat or is it a dog easy you think to yourself i would assume it's a dog but I haven't it's read totally that book. It's totally got to be a dog, It's right? got to be. Yeah, unfortunately, that one was not a choose-your-own-adventure, so we didn't choose yeah. any adventures in it. If it's if there are lawn gnomes, I'm thinking dog. If it's not, mm -hmm. I'm upset. I, right. You know what? It's it's so got to be dog that if we're wrong, actually, the book was wrong, and it should have been a dog. I can't, That's where I'm at. Let's go to page 30. And, obviously, it was a dog. Joe and Mindy's dog, Buster. You say with confidence. You watch as the troll's face turns scarlet. His skin almost matches the fiery color in his eyes. No, 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 no. He screams. You mean I got it wrong? You gasp. No, no. You got it right. I made the question too easy. Excellent. You did it. No, no, no. Cronby screeches, throwing his body on the ground and hammering it with his hammer, throwing his body on the ground and hammering it with his tiny fists. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't had a meal in 20 years. <laughs> <laughs> the troll bones. That's your problem. I won fair and square. You declare. Now show me where Zoe is and give me my gold. Mm, why don't you give me last chance we could bet for another piece of gold he wheedles that way you could have all three and you could go free you hesitate i don't know come on it'll be fun he pleads i'll ask you another rl stein question after all time is running out it's a hard call but you're down to probably what like a fourth of palooka so you have to make a decision mm. Do you bet for a third piece of gold, or do you grab Zoe and the two pieces of gold and get away from the troll? 
I mean, this is feel. I, I'm meta gaming. This is feeling like we're getting near the end of this path because all of the deaths have been like pretty much like one page bops uh, mm-hmm. and we've not strayed too far and we've been going for like an hour. I feel like we're getting close. So where else would we, f- are we would just find another piece of gold really quick. I feel like if the goal truly is going to be to get three pieces of gold, I think that this is fine. Strangely, for uh, similar meta reckoning, I feel almost exactly the opposite. But let's go oh. with yours. No, well, I went, why, wait. Well, so my my meta version of it is uh, the they introduced the complication, the complication being the loss of Zoe. And then in oh. doing so, they resolve that complication as well as the other complication of your three pieces of gold same time. That seems a little too dense for the storytelling of Goosebumps. It seems like uh, they would have like an additional piece of gold falls out of the bottom of the hourglass or something like that. Uh, And it seems like this might give him another opportunity to trick us. However, he is saying that he'll ask us a question and it's possible that we just get the question right and leave. I'm down to try it. I mean... Okay? Oh. Oh, okay, okay. We're on page 114. Okay, we'll give it a try. Mm. We we die, we die, whatever, whatever. Okay. Exactly. Okay. Okay, you announce... I accept your challenge. Mm, good, Cronby says. And if you get it right, I'll give you three pieces of gold and you and Zoe will go free. But if you lose, though... He rubs his hands together greedily. I get to keep both you and Zoe. Gulp. What's the question? You ask. In your head, you're trying to remember every Goosebumps book you've ever read. All the ones you know in the turn, you know the turn to page, uh, canon. But hey, you know. In a book called *The Cuckoo Clock of Doom*, there's a little boy who has a little sister who's a real pain. Is her name Tara the Terrible or Tanya the Terror? The question is harder, but you know the answer. Uh. Okay. I don't. I guess I don't know. I don't know. think we played this one either. No, but Tara the Cuckoo Clock nice. of of Doom did come up in another book, and I'm trying to. It that came up in mm. the. I don't know if it was the if it was TikTok. You're dead, or in mm-hmm. the museum, or not in the museum part, like the. The one where we had that other, the clock with the three colors on it. I can't remember. if I don't think this came up. I'm good with Tara Tara the Terrible. I'm good to give it a shot. You said that's the one you said? That sounded good, right? Did indeed. Okay. The little sister is named Tara the Terrible. You declare with pride. Ah! The troll jumps up and down. I can't believe it. You got it right again. You jump up into the air. You did it. Hand over my gold. You command Cronby. With tears in his eyes, Cronby withdraws three fat nuggets of gold from his pocket of the little pants and hands them directly over to you. Interestingly, previously, there were two small, tiny nuggets of gold within his hand. So we're getting bigger nuggets as well. They sell for 10K. Let's go. Now, show me where Zoe is. You direct. 
You check the timepiece. You still still have about a, a fifth of a palooka left. You follow him to the mouth of the tunnel where Zoe is sitting all tied up. Cronby unties her and scurries away. I got our gold. You exclaim. All right. She gives you a high five. How'd you do it? You tell her the whole story on your way to the pyramid. You and Zoe reach the grand chamber as the last few grains of sand are about to fall through the hourglass. We've got the gold! You shout triumphantly. The king himself shows you out into the jungle. You safely meet up with the Junior Explorer Adventure Club. And what an adventure it was! The end! That's like... That... You know, like, That's, I was you right. You correct. I was right, but also you were right that this feels unsatisfying somehow. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, you, all it needed was one page of the king, like, showing gratitude yeah. and talking about, well, thank you for returning this. It was my mother's or something like that. Do you wanna, and then, like, oh, no, absolutely. Right. <clears throat> Sorry. We've got the gold. You, you say, running into the room, shouting, waving the gold above your head? Ah, my friends. New friends for our whole community. You see, that gold powers the Transformers deep within the Earth that keep this globe spinning. You've saved the world. <laughs> you have my undying gratitude. Also, thank you for returning my mother's hourglass. <laughs> And then everyone clapped. <laughs> yeah. The king's name is Albert Einstein. Woo! Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's canon. I mean, hey, there we go. What an adventure it was. Hey, I mean that that is a that is a clean old end. Mm-hmm. Ain't I'm, it just I do also like that, you know, uh while initially I had the wrong thought of you know what it was gonna do with deep in the jungle. Uh, and then thought I was correcting myself back to Sea Monster when I saw the Sea Monster on the cover, deep in the jungle, underwater. Again, yeah. it juked me, and yeah. we went underground, deep yeah. in the jungle. We never saw any of that that Sea Monster stuff. Unless the, we're supposed to believe that maybe, like, under those puffball heads, like, they look like the thing up top, but I just don't think so. I don't know. I have no idea. I don't get it. But I lo I liked it, anyways. The King... I love it. I'm taking that character with me to my grave. Palooka, mm -hmm. I'm never letting that one go. Uh, keeping that forever. Not. I will keep that until I have no more Palookas left in my mm -hmm. life. I mean, until my last it's, Palooka. So it's like, oh, so it's it's gonna be an insert for any any verb, effectively in that instance. <laughs> no, no, no. Until my last Palooka, like my my last hour, my die my dying oh. breath during my final Palooka. You know. I, 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 yes, that, that makes more sense to me. The, the idea that, uh, that you would possibly use Palooka as, like, the Smurf substitute yeah. would probably be too much, but making it as specific as, like, an unknown unit of time. Like, some people say, like, oh, in umpteen minutes or something like that. Yeah. It's just, like, a vague amount of minutes. Yeah. In a Palooka. I'll see you in a Palooka. I'll be yeah. there in a Palooka. There I mean, you can't really yeah. plan around it, but it is an effective unit. Exactly. It sure as heck is. Speaking... It's a unit that measures uh, the inability to measure itself. Exactly. It's 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 usable. That's what I like about it. It's actually usable in niche scenarios. Mm -hmm. But hey, 
you know. And we had exactly enough time to do, like, literally the last few grains of sand are about to fall through the hourglass. Exactly one palooka it took yeah. us to get this gold. So, you know what? We actually do have a measurement for the unit of time that a palooka is with reference to human time. In specific, it is exactly how long it takes a human to find three nuggets of gold after answering two <laughs> questions about R.L. Stein's Goosebumps series. Yeah, it's true, because that could have taken you any amount of time in real life, depending on how slow you read, mm -hmm. if you know the question, everything like that. So it, it is, it's, it's based on a measure of actions, not by an actual finite amount. It's very, it is a variable time in multiple ways in this scenario. Uh, but I, I had a segue that I lost, but let's just say we need your help. <laughs> we need your uh. help with something before I forget about it. So there is easy access to the first 22 books of give yourself goosebumps but there is 42 books total in the give your goose uh give yourself goosebumps series if you have any lead on how we can access uh you know easily the remaining books because they're very hard to find it, i don't mm. know that they're like necessarily that expensive per se when they show up or anything they're just they're very hard to find so if anybody knows of a way especially like online or something uh to access them in the way that we've been accessing these in like a pdf or something like that we are desperate we are desperate so turn to pagecast at gmail.com is the email for where to give us like leads on on how to do that or you can reply to us or send us a message on twitter turn to uh turn to page cast on twitter either of those if you if you know of how to do that so that we can continue on past 22 or if you know how to access the special edition books of give yourself goosebumps as well uh that is a similar thing that we are very much actively looking for so we can continue on uh, with this series otherwise we do have other series we are interested in doing uh but yeah just if you have a lead on that we are we are looking we've been looking for a palooka much much appreciated please and thank you please oh, i'm desperate i'm begging you i can't go on without it i mean you know it would it just it would be nice because i mean i mean like i think the series the format of, of the podcast in this specific series seems like it works well. I mean, maybe we'll find something better in the future, even, you know, but I think it, it works well. So I, I would love to finish, uh, you know, Halo, finish the fight on Give Yourself Goosebumps if we are given that opportunity. Especially considering a lot of the ones in the later run, the uh, the 23 to 42 are returns to earlier settings yeah. that we've seen, which, oh my god, it would be so good to be able to see Bob from the carnival again, from the horror exactly. carnival at the very start. Oh, what if we saw the king again? Big Help Al. Help us see the king again if you can. Yeah, I'll see the king, Big Al, uh, I don't know, the magician. Let's see. Mm. There's got to be more <laughs> The jugglers, the three jugglers who all have one voice. Yes, the three jugglers with the one, but all of just all of that. Uh, I would love to to return to those uh, if if we can. But again, uh, if you have a lead, if you want to help us do research on that, we've been having issues finding finding things. So any any extra hands, even helping with the research element of it, would be so appreciated. So we can keep doing this that it would be absurd. Uh, but alas, uh, this this has been a good time. I, I enjoyed this one. It was. Uh, it felt like a, a little bit more classic in the sense that the mm. wind, the winding deaths and ends were like 
they were more familiar. I felt like we got to go for a long time without really like getting, you know, like, God, how far back do we have to go to like, it's, it's, I will say it was kind of refreshing. I like both op, like both uh, versions for different days, mm -hmm. but it was refreshing today to not be like, okay, we have to go back like six to see if we're not going to die. Like that felt, that was nice. Yeah, this this seemed like even in its setup from the beware page, as though it was intending to have multiple different explicitly discrete paths. Whereas yeah. a lot of the other ones that we've played that were trying to do something a bit more intricate were trying to loop the same paths back into one another, which does occasionally have a bad uh, result when you know one of the paths ends in only bad endings and you have to move yeah. back a full hour, which is a super enjoyable experience to ultimately get to the end of. Uh, yeah. But it can become a uh, a touch laborious when you're intending to be completionistic about the route. A hundred percent. But speaking of being completionistic, uh, we've completed the episode. Congratulations. <laughs> Congratulations. Uh, a reminder, it is on all the streaming websites. If you would, you know, be so kind as to leave a review over on those sites, it would be wonderful. It helps, you know, with this discoverability. The best way to help this grow is, of course, going to be sharing it with anyone that you think would be interested in it. A friend, a loved one, uh, somebody you want to scare the pants off of. Uh, that sounds like I'm saying you use this to, like, no. Uh, share this with <laughs> your friends. Shiz, are you interested with? Are you interested in somebody? <laughs> give this. Give them this <laughs> podcast. <laughs> it works great as an opening line on Tinder. Exactly. Please. Share this podcast on <laughs> Tinder. <laughs> Please, thank you. That's how we will grow. Oh my gosh. Tinder, beware. You're in for a scare. Oh my goodness. But less. Yeah, another... Until next time. Yeah, I'm good. Uh, see you guys in a palooka. Bye. Adios.